If you had asked me a year and a half ago what self-care meant, I was going to tell you bubble baths and massages, right? episode of Resilience Conversations, the podcast. I'm Katie Perez from the ESDAC Resilience team, and I'm here today with Ginger Lumen and Carmen Zeisler. So we are still in our series of connecting into the new school year, and today we're going to talk about co-care versus self-care. Yeah? That's what I planned on, at least. Yes, that's, else? that's yes. what I'm talking about today. <laughs> that's what I prepared for. <laughs> I mean... Awesome. So let's start with a quick check-in. Are you mad, sad, glad, or afraid today? And what is that mostly about for you? So I'll go ahead and check in first. I am, I don't, I'm a, just a bunch of stuff today. I don't know what is going on with me. I think it's because we've had just such a crazy, hectic whirlwind entering into the new school year that I'm all of the above. <laughs> but mostly, I think I'm a little afraid. I, it is hard to be on the road and out doing the thing and then also balancing the stuff that's still coming into you at home. So just that email list and the responding and am I dropping things? Am I forgetting about people? Just a lot of afraid in that today for me. Gosh, if you're listening and I've forgotten to respond to an email for you, I'm really sorry. <laughs> you know. yeah. yeah. So that's really afraid is what's coming up for me today. Mm, thanks, Katie. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I, I'm Ginger and I'll, I'll go next is... <laughs> mine's mine's not as deep and as as cool as Katie's. Mine's more like <laughs> I'm really afraid that during this podcast today I'm going to spend a whole lot of time scratching my legs. Uh, <laughs> I apparently sat uh, in um, yeah I'm itching right now. Sorry scratching <laughs> in a in either chigger or mosquito or ant patch on Saturday night. And they just keep appearing, so I'm thinking it's jiggers, and uh, and it's really gross. And there you go. Now, you guys, if you if you want to see pictures, I'll send them to you. No, but, no. but I have zero <laughs> chill when it comes to scratching itchy things, <laughs> and uh, and so that's probably it. anyway. About the topic here, I'm really glad uh, this is an important topic. I I don't think it's more yeah. uh, important time of year to start talking about this, even though adding new things to our plates as educators is really a horrible thing at the beginning of the year. This is the one thing I think we want to add, mm -hmm. even though it's the one that's most, most least likely <laughs> to be added. Yeah. Yeah. I got you there. That's where I'm at. Thanks, Ginger. Yeah. Thanks, Ginger. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm coming in similar to Katie with just feeling all the things and trying to figure out how to keep up with all of the things. It's been a little hard and I feel like I'm not doing the best job in that right now. And so that is hard for me to feel like I'm not doing the best job. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Thanks, Carmen. Which is why we need co-care. <laughs> Yeah. Because if I was really good at the whole self-care thing, I don't know that I'd be feeling the way I feel right now, right? I mean, I've been getting enough sleep. I have been drinking the water. I've been kind of doing the exercise thing. <laughs> I've been doing those things that normally kind of help me, but I'm still just in it right now. And Carmen, you know, 
if you know Carmen, you know love. <laughs> and mm. so she came out a few minutes ago into the office. And this morning I was a little grumpy. And she came back a little bit later and she said, Are you doing better than you were earlier? And I'm like, No. And she's like, Just checking. I'm your friend. I love you. <laughs> and it was just, I was just deep in, I was in email hell, I'll be honest. <laughs> and I'm still there. But that's that co care piece, right? Just knowing that she is just in the other room. And I could say, Hey, can we take five minutes? Can we just talk for a minute? Can we go for a walk? Can we do something together to get me out of where I'm at right now? That I might be willing to do as opposed to myself actually getting up and taking a break from the work. And those are just those small moments of co-care. That's like the surface level co-care. But let's jump in and talk about a little bit more. What? Why do we talk co-care versus self-care? Like what? what is it that we really believe here? Well, I'm going to jump right in yep. uh, because I believe that we believe why do we talk about co-care instead of self-care? Because self-care is a lie. It's a freaking lie. And we put it on each other and ourselves and we continually drop the ball. For years, I've been asking teachers this and I've asked hundreds, maybe thousands of teachers and it's about 80% of them answer this way. I say, if in the past year and a half, you have neglected or put off making a doctor's appointment that you knew you needed, put your hand in the air. 80% of them will raise their hands. I'm assuming, assuming uh, that there's still others who don't raise their hands, just nodding right. internally. Mm-hmm. And, and so, there, you know, we know that this is true. And that's really literally the most basic form of self-care we can do is go to the daggum doctor. And you know we- what's funny about this, Ginger, is just this morning, I, I actually made a doctor's appointment mm-hmm. and I took the time. I was getting ready to meet with another one of our colleagues on Zoom. And I actually texted her and said, I will be there in five minutes. I need to make a doctor's appointment. And I was so proud of myself for doing that. And I thought about our team and this, that exact thought there that my basic health needs, they did, they were more important than the email or the zoom call this morning, even though typically I would have brushed that off and forgotten to make the doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. Air quotes around forgotten. <laughs> yeah. So I have two doctor's appointments I have been trying to make for two weeks. And by trying, I mean remembering after five o'clock or on Friday when they're closed or remembering at the wrong time. And if we were really into co-care as we do, and we do believe in this, this is something I know we're starting to do. And I want to hear more teams do this. If you guys do this, let us know. Is that uh, once a month, maybe every other week or so during a staff meeting, department meeting or whatever, you just say, hey, wait a minute. Uh, We're not going to start right away. You guys are all here. Good. Glad you're here. Let's do a check-in. Awesome. Now we're going to take 15 minutes and you're going to make that doctor's appointment. Because Katie, you're good enough to say, uh, stop, do it right now. I'm not because not only do I remember at the wrong time, when it is the right time, I have such stupid angst. If they could let me make an appointment online without talking to somebody, I would. If only I talked to people for a living. I hate it because I just have learned to just call them up and be like, I need an appointment. What do I need to tell you? And then, because if I try to give them what they need, I'm always wrong. Yeah. So just shut up and say, tell me what you need. They know better. Anyway, that's um, an idea as how do we, that co-care, I'm not going to do it for myself. Well, I'm going to put it off. I've got one set of contacts left. I should have changed a week ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It's going to take a month to get the eye appointment. That's going to take another two, three weeks to get the new contacts. I'm going to be out of contacts for a while because I've been putting this off. How stupid. But if it's co-care, we're together on that. And and I love that you guys are talking about that. Uh, have I just been talking? Do you have something you want to jump in there with, Carmen? Because you're good at this too. Oh, you're you're doing amazing, Ginger. I love I love listening to you talk about co-care stuff. I I asked that same question to a group of teachers on last Monday in, yeah. in Dodge City. And 
every single hand was yep. raised. And then I remembered what you had done at the the adult self-care, mm-hmm. co-care workshop that we had done. You said, okay, let's use this time and let's go make that phone call. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And so some of them came back up afterwards and were like, that was really easy. It didn't take as long as I thought That's it right. was going to take. And so that just reminded me of, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't take that long to do a lot of those things that we have in our head that it's like this mountain to go make those meetings and make those phone calls and things like that. It really probably will take five minutes, 10 minutes tops. And if you're a, if you're a school leader an education leader, and by the way, again, we believe that leadership is an action, not a title. If you're a leader, then how long is 15 minutes versus somebody who didn't make that appointment? Right. Right. Well, because I mean, think of the domino effect of it. Well, just think of the domino effect with your contacts. I mean, as an example, Mm -hmm. like there's Mm -hmm. a domino effect there Mm -hmm. with that. And so we think of how the domino, like making the doctor's appointment, what does that, how is that proactive? 100% the life of your classroom in the life of your school. Well, we're talking about health here, but there are so many different categories. Well, that's what I was just just kind of pulling up a little bit of a thing that I do on self-care. So I have a a presentation that I go out and do on, on the cost of caring, which we talk about your compassion satisfaction and your burnout Mm -hmm. risk and your compassion fatigue risk. And one of the things I have educators do in that setting is we, we take a wheel and we shade in and we shade it in six different categories. So personal self-care, physical self-care, emotional, uh, spiritual, professional, psychological. And in each of those areas, how well are you doing? Like whatever, you, how, and you define them. You define a professional as, as you define it, psychological as you define it. But how well are you taking care of yourself in each of those areas? And so what you end up with in the end is this wheel and we talk about, is your wheel really well-rounded and, and large and it would roll down a hill really fast and smooth because you're <laughs> awesome at this? Or is your wheel kind of small, but well-rounded? You're doing a pretty fair job equally in each area, but it's not, it's not a big focus for you. Or what I find most people end up with is a really wonky, wobbly wheel. So they might be really great at professional self-care. Right. They've learned to say no. They've learned to go home at a certain time. They've set good boundaries. They're doing good things there. But then maybe their psychological self-care is at like a zero. And so that wheel, as it would roll down the hill, would go smoothly and then da-dunk, 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 all the way down the hill. Right. And so how do we find the ways to support each other in one or two of those areas we want to get better at? Because I think about myself, you know, my my mental self-care might be really good. I have a lot of strategies there. I do a lot of things. I know how to self-regulate in that area. However, professionally, I tend to be the person who will say yes to everything, right? It's really hard for me to say no. And so how do I get into that co-care piece professionally to where I have some supports? And I think about Carmen and I had a code word during a meeting one time because I said, I can't put anything else on my calendar, and I need you to help me with that. And she's like, great. What do you want me to say? And I was like, I literally just want you to say, shut up, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a heck of a code word. <laughs> because anything else won't trigger it for me. And so we get into the meeting and there's something getting ready to happen. And she can see I'm getting ready to say yes. And she literally said, shut up, Katie, in the middle of a meeting. And it stopped me, right? That's the co-care piece. It's not always... It, is, it isn't just the physical making the doctor's appointment. It right. isn't just the bubble bath. I mean, bathing's important. Sometimes it's literally just, did you take a shower today? Yeah. 
Right. I mean, it's 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 all levels of right. taking care of yourself and that sometimes we need somebody to hold our hand in that. And so what are some of those things for you guys? What are some strategies you found that really work co-care wise that isn't what most people think about going and getting a pedicure together? Like it, yeah. we, we go so much deeper than this. I like that you have your categories. Your categories seem very complicated for me because I'm not very smart like you are that you say psychological. And I'm like, I don't know what that means for me. Uh, the categories I like to look at uh, are mindfulness is am I right here right now? Mm-hmm. When I'm eating this food, am I thinking about the food, the texture, or am I thinking about a hundred other things? I'm just shoving it in my face and not thinking about what I'm doing and how much I'm doing or how long I'm doing it. Relaxation, which is different than stress relief. I want to get relief from stress so that I can relax. Healthy eating, of course, physical fitness. People do really well with all of those, more so than they do with the assertiveness. Mm -hmm. Being able to say no. Katie, I actually use you as an example when I talk about this is you don't say no. And so I know that if we're in a a department meeting and you can't help yourself, you don't even know that you're saying yes to everything Mm -hmm. because you can do these things. And it's beautiful that you're able to. But I want to protect you, which is protecting the team. Maybe it's self-interest. And so I know I need to ask you three times, are you sure? And on the third time, when you say yes, I know to drop it. And when you eventually say no on that third time, then that's co-care mm-hmm. uh, to give you permission. And and uh, same with other people, as a ginge. Hey, let's sit down and uh, open up your calendar and get those things done you need to do. You know, not because I'm stupid. I can do calendar stuff, but I suck at it and won't do it. And somebody knows that. And like, ginge, let's just take care of you there. Time management. That's another thing I'm really bad at. And so again, is let's just sit next to each other. I don't need to do it for you. I don't need to rescue you. I don't need to protect you. I don't need to fix you. I don't need to soothe you. I just need to be with you as you do that thing you need to do. For me personally, you need to be with me. (laughs) And then that avoiding compassion fatigue is so big. And we have a list of like 80 of these things that you can do. You really have to do it for yourself, but nobody can come in and put my calendar together for me. And if they do, I, I, mm. but if they're with me while I'm doing it, that's Mm -hmm. co-care, but I'm still doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this brought up when you talked about avoiding compassion fatigue, I, we have a, I've got a lot of new staff. And so like that conversation about compassion fatigue has been present over this last week of what is, what does it look like to set some boundaries around for your job, for your, mm-hmm. your caring, deep, 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 caring heart. And so that I think is a really, really important conversation. You think of all the new teachers that are out in schools right now. And I mean, this is, that's not just for new teachers. I mean, we all need to, we need to have honest, open conversations about that. Yeah. But I think for administrators, leaders, whomever, department heads, all of that is talking because I think teachers, new teachers in particular are taken back by, by that. Yeah. And not only do we want to talk about it, but then we really need to do something about it. And what is it? Tony Robbins says where focus goes, energy flows. Mm -hmm. And so we want that clear goal that has purpose and meaning. So then what is our organization's clear goal about co-care self-care? Yeah. And what is that goal? So it has meaning. And then how do we make sure we're actually doing that? And that's where I am so grateful that Katie, you and Tammy brought in the 4DX process and really introduced us to the idea of the scorecard. If we don't keep track of what we're doing, then do we know if we're really doing it? We, mm-hmm. We'd like to make a guess, but we don't know. Right. And what if we start to work together about working 
and taking care of ourselves together. Mm-hmm. And so if we can put a scorecard up that says, hey, here's some options or here's the thing that we want to do this week. We all as an organization are going to look at these things. Choose one of them if you want to. Choose another if you want to. It doesn't matter. But let's do something together. And it doesn't literally physically have to be together. I'm going to do this self-care thing for myself, maybe by myself, maybe not. But then I can come in and see, oh, other people did it too. Mm. And so together, we're all working and taking a bite toward that healthier piece. So what does your scorecard look like? I mean, I'm not really great with bulletin boards, so mine looks really dumb. And I have only had one idea, and that's that's it. You know, and that's just listing it up there. And then people put a little, that uh, the wristbands, you know, that you get when you go to... Um, Ride rides at the fair, you know, go to the bar and they say whether you're, whether you're old enough to drink or not. You know what I'm talking about, wristbands, right? We got you. And then you just make a little chain. That's all I can think of that's clever. Uh, those of you who are way more clever will come up with better scorecards. But again, we're not keeping track of who's doing it. Yeah. Nobody's putting their name on it. We're not making people do no. it. This is a choice. You don't have to. You may be doing something else totally cool. No problem. But as a school leader, I come in and take a look at this list. And if if the scorecard isn't showing more people each week or if it is taking a drastic downturn, people aren't using it at Mm -hmm. all, then it's either because the ideas stink uh, or people really, really need it. And then I need to get real busy making sure we do it. Another great scoreboard I've seen is Abby Thompson, Prairie Hills Middle School. She did this when she was out at Valley Center too. So not sure exactly where she got the idea, but she created a bingo board, just marker board in the staff lounge with a bingo board on it. Mm -hmm. And it had different co-care, self-care challenges. And when you've done one, you go in and you just put your initials or a star or some kind of identifier on, we've done this one. A great way to see different ways to take care of each other and to just put it in the forefront of our minds that it can be little things like bring a colleague a sonic drink this week, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that's, (laughs) you're going to win me over if you bring me something to drink. (laughs) But then also bigger things like the doctor's appointments, those different pieces. And so you have a wide range of challenges that we're giving out as options. And it just reminds you that it all comes in to feed you. It all comes back to helping you. Well, and I think too, I mean, I was in a bit of a funk yesterday. I was just, I don't know what was wrong, but like I could pull on like, okay, what are, what are, what are some things that I can do? Like, and you know, and I think, you know, I think of the list of all of the different things that we've done, you know, and one of them is literally grab your shoes, take a walk outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know, I know what to do, but I needed, I just, I needed, I needed some help. And so I did yesterday, I I took a walk with the pup with Emmy and I cleaned out a a drawer in my bathroom. Like just one drawer makes all the difference. One drawer. And and then that led me to, oh, let's get some laundry done. Mm-hmm. Let's prep food for this week. You know, like so I was making all of these really smart, he- healthy, positive choices, not just ruminating on whatever it was, which I don't even know, to be quite honest right now, because it was just it was a funk. And what a beautiful illustration of the difference between self-care and self-soothing. You know, self-soothing, there's nothing wrong with it, but it really is just a way to make us feel better, oftentimes by numbing. And so I may uh, find, oh, I'm ruminating on something. Well, let me just turn to Facebook and I'm not thinking about it. Let me turn on a favorite movie, you know, and, and there again, nothing wrong with that. But if we're wanting to 
do something better than self-care, which is how can I get my meals prepped for the week? How can I make my life easier now that I have this space to ruminate? Yeah. Let's use it to do something a little bit more different, well, more different. Awesome I'm going to say done better, more different. Those yeah. Well, the, the examples you just gave, Carmen, like what came up in my head that whole time was that if you had asked me a year and a half ago what self-care meant, I was going to tell you bubble baths and massages, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about the number of times that I have taken two hours to go get a massage. Cause if I'm in a massage, it's 90 minutes. Cause I can't relax for the first 60. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that fact is that it really, while it feels good and it is some physical self care for my body that a lot of times I can't turn off my mind about what else I could be doing in that 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so the other things that lead you to be more productive for me, that would be better self-care in other areas that going out and taking a walk and then getting the energy flowing so I can go prep some meals and I can do this chain of things that makes my week easier. Yeah. It, it's almost, for me, better than the 90-minute massage where I'm supposed to be relaxed, but my head, it's quiet and it's spinning and I'm not great at white space. Like, I'm not the person who can just, I don't know, blank out for 90 minutes and not have a to-do list when I come out of the room. See, I am that person. I'm very much able to be right here in the moment right now and not think about anything else that's getting ready to come or has come in the past. That may be, you know, a terrible, (laughs) terrible thing. I don't know. Sounds really nice. Um, (laughs) But so self-care for me to really get prepared for the week is to create a to-do list, which I will never freaking do. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? So then I'm always at the mercy of what's right in front of me. And so then I'm always at the mercy of somebody who comes in, drops their problem in front of me. And I'm like, cool, that's what I need to work on right now. When really there's probably something bigger or more important that I should be working on. Well, that made me think of every Monday morning, I spend 30 minutes just doing a brain dump. Mm. Like I literally either write or type. It depends on how I feel, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just everything out. And then like just all the things that are in my brain. And then after, then I can say, okay, well, this really isn't, (laughs) this isn't a priority. Uh. I don't have to do this right now or just organize things. Or maybe it's something, it could be a simple, on my brain dump this morning, it was like, call your, you know, call the people that are taking care of the lawn to ask them to do something in the backyard. Yeah. But it's something that's drove me bonkers for the last few weeks. And so it was finally on my list. It'll get, hopefully it'll get done this week. That's a big deal. You know, what I think is one of the the easiest strategies to get started as far as team co-care is Mm -hmm. considered is really just our check-in process. Agree. And so if you didn't hear the last episode that we did on the check-in, then you should probably go back and and find that one and listen to it because it really explains about it in depth. But just the idea that our team starts and ends our meetings with what's going on for you right now, mad, sad, glad, or afraid, that is such an awesome opportunity for us to say really what we're feeling in the moment, right? Or what we're experiencing and not set it outside the door. I'm so guilty of in the past telling people, cool, you got some stuff, put it at the door, you're safe in here. And we're going to get this meeting done. And knowing that that's impossible. If I've got something going on, I don't set it down. Mm. But really that check-in process for us 
I think it's created a culture of co-care that then goes into the text message thread that we have throughout the week mm-hmm. that's work-related and not work-related, you know, and all of the things to right. know what's going on so that I can really jump in and help somebody when they're struggling with something. And that's, I think, the answer to co-care is really relationship, right? 100%. 100%. It's having really great, solid relationships with each other. Which really brings me into the one piece that we always forget about because we talk about bringing in the sonic drink. You know who you bring in the sonic drink for? Your best friend. Do you know who you don't bring it in for? That guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. True. That guy who sits in the back of the staff meeting with his arms crossed. And by the way, it's not always a guy and he's not always in the back. But you know what I'm saying? There's that one or two people that you just don't talk to. And it isn't because you don't like them or maybe it is because. But if you really believe as a leader, because how you show up is how you're leading, that it really is about the whole organization being healthy, then you got to find a way to spend some time with that guy, too. Yeah. Well, I in some of the trainings that I've done over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of new teachers. I don't know about yeah. you guys too, but a lot of new teachers. And one of the teachers came up after one of the trainings and was like, I had done uh, Katie's triad relationship mm-hmm. conversation. And she's like, thank you so much for that. Because one of the directions I gave was please find somebody, two people that you don't really know yeah. and have a, have a conversation. And I, I we, We've got to do more of that, like at especially, I mean, at the beginning of the year, it's usually just whoever you're closest to mm-hmm. that you're sitting mm-hmm. with, that you're having conversations with. But we, we really do want to know, I want to know all the people in the building. I want to have conversations with yeah. them and I want to know their stories, but it's so hard. It takes time and it t- it's intention. Well, and especially at the beginning of the year when we are just really focused on, let's get kids yeah. in this building. Let's right. And right now, let's make this building safe enough for kids to Absolutely. enter into. And so we get really caught up in things that are, that are important and we might lose out on others. So really creating that what's urgent over important list and mm. relationships are urgent. We have to develop them. I mean, that should be our number one priority at every back to school thing is, are we fostering strong relationships within our community? Because if you have time to complain that a staff member isn't doing a thing or is doing it a different way, then you got time to build that relationship. Who, who was I with? Again, I'm just here in the moment. I was with somebody the other day who said that if you have it time to complain, was it you? If you got time to complain, oh yeah, I know where we were. Yeah. yeah. If you got time to complain, then you've got time to, to build a relationship. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln, who said everything online. <laughs> if it wasn't him, it was Mark Twain. Abraham Lincoln said, uh, I do not like that man. I must endeavor to get to know him better. Yeah. And when we do that, we build relationships and that creates a lot of care. And and now we're all healthier. Now we're all healthier. Yeah, exactly. Our compassion satisfaction increases, which is a beautiful thing. It is. Does anybody know how to sew? I just noticed a couple holes on my skirt. <laughs> Does anybody want to co-care with me on that one? Sew that one up? No? I do. Okay. <laughs> and you do too. Oh, oh not, not this type of hole. This is not just a tear. These are like, whatever. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> typical meeting with the ESSEC Resilience Team. You get all of the things. <laughs> so we're curious about you. What are you taking away from this conversation? How does it make you mad, sad, glad, or afraid? What strategies for co-care do you use? And what is one that you picked up from our conversation today? We'd love to hear that at hashtag resilience conversations. So next time we're talking about another strategy to help build connection within your schools. 
Do we do we know what that is yet? Yeah, we're going to be talking about community circles. Community circles. And is that the last of our series? No. no. Oh yeah, it's more. not the last. Yay, one more. <laughs> good, good. I always like to know that there's more coming. Yeah. So I think we have a, a hope spotlight, Ginger. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the co-care calendar that you have built and how that might be a resource for people? Did you see the look in my eyes right there? <laughs> I did. Was, dance, did you, was that written down on the notes? Because I didn't see it. Oh crap! There it is. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. So this uh, the co care calendar is really a chance for us to make a care commitment. And I'm going to keep using that word, even though Katie keeps telling me it's like fetch. <laughs> Nobody's going to, you know, the movie Mean Girls. It's not, it's, you're not, it's not going to be a word. Stop doing it. <laughs> but no, co-care is really about making a care commitment, a commitment to co-care with your community. And I was working with a, a group of teachers in a school that was working with really, really, really hard kids. Uh, they'd been kicked out from other di- other schools across other districts. And so I was working with them on getting some co-care happening. And I, okay, so may, let's make a list of things that we might like to do. Excellent. So when I come back next month, you'll have that in a list and on a calendar and you'll be starting to use it. So when I came back next month, guess how it was? They had done absolutely nothing. And why? Because they're bad teachers? Nope. (laughs) It was because the whirlwind took back over. And so I said, oh, okay. So then we took some time and we built that calendar and said, okay, where are we going to put it? And did I said, okay, when I come back next week, I can't wait to see how it goes. You'll have came back next week. Nothing. (laughs) And uh, and so I realized that I'm going to have to build the calendar for them and then send them the challenges. And that's what they needed. So in that, I built a calendar. And then now I, so I have a new one for this year. Uh, starts August, goes to June. And it, it has a, a, a choice of different categories. Well, it doesn't, it's not the choice of categories. It's different activities within each of those eight categories I mentioned earlier. And then you send a choice out to your staff and you send it an email to them either Sunday nights or Monday mornings and say, hey, here's our challenge for the week. See how you can pick that up. Wednesday, you send them another reminder. And then on Friday, you say, hey, have you marked it in the scorecard in our hallway, staff room, whatever, uh, mail room? Did you mark it in there? And and again, I want it to be something physical that people can see, not just a, a Google Doc. But a Google Doc would work fine, too, if that's what works for your community. What I want it to be is a chance for people to remember that this stuff matters and they won't do it on their own. We somewhere, whether it's a team or a partner or just you by yourself, will want to take that lead because it will make a difference and it'll become part of your culture. And I've tried to do some of the work for you. I don't have a link for you to where you can buy that little calendar yet. I believe Market. you can get it at market.esdac.org. Yep. And you'll have to search through some products. So we can definitely put a direct link in the show notes. But that is uh, where you can find all of the Aztec products. That right there is what you call co-care. I'm like, I don't know. It's my own calendar. They're like, no, we got you. See, it's in the calendar. You guys are awesome. So I think that's all for this episode. We can't wait to see you next time. So until then, we love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. And we're going to stop now so Ginger can make a doctor's appointment. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time.